Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton, and of course, Blake Street Tavern. A lot of great headlines to get to today, some that are going to possibly influence your life in a, in possibly negative. Ooh, that's a tease. Like, your life may end if you don't listen to the entirety of this podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> that's called Fear Tactics. You're welcome. That's a great tease. Great tease. I do want to say I have a new addition to the family, and I am very excited to tell you that this morning uh, we welcomed in an adorable baby burrito. <laughs> I, uh, I gave birth to the burrito this morning. It was a uh, water birth, and uh, it's doing fine, I think. It's on its way to the waste treatment plant. Anyway, I ate a delicious burrito a couple days ago, and finally, <laughs> we got through it. It was a long two-day pregnancy, but totally worth it. My wife's like, you are disgusting. Listen, we've all been there, okay? I'm just saying the truth, what everybody else has felt. You eat a, you know, a large burrito or a large burger, and then you give birth to it later on. It's the circle of life. I don't make the rules, honey. <laughs> I don't make the rules. You know what I do make? I made this open for headlines. Let's get into the headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> This new iPhone app or new iPhone feature is good in a sense, but it's also causing a lot of problems. The feature is if you get in a car accident and you have your your iPhone on you or your iWatch on you, it can call 911 for you. So basically what the feature does, your iPhone will display an alert if it senses that you're, you're in an accident and it will display. Put a, an alert on the display and it will ask you, should we call emergency services? If you don't respond and swipe it away within 20 seconds, that's what it's, it's going to do. It's going to send your location to first responders. And yeah, then the rest is, you know, you got a bunch of firefighters and paramedics, police officers showing up expecting to see a car accident. Well, the problem is, is people that own these phones are going to amusement parks and they're riding these roller coasters and a roller coasters twists and turns stops suddenly all this stuff basically simulation of a car accident and what's happening is people with these i watches or iPhones on them it's triggering this function on the iPhone and nobody's able to swipe away the the display that says should we call 911 for you it appears you've been in an accident since they're on the ride, they don't swipe it away. And why would they? So paramedics show up. It's causing a big issue across the United States or wherever wherever else it is because it's a good feature. It means well. It seems like the only issue is the people that go on roller coasters. And here's the thing. Why are you going on roller coasters? I hate roller coasters. I get sick so badly. The last time I was on a roller coaster at Elages, I went with my my niece and nephew, Zach and Danielle. 
and I was t- trying to get my not my nephew to get excited to get on the roller coaster because he was a little nervous. I was like, yeah, let's see who can yell the, the loudest. And I hate roller coasters. So I go on the roller coaster with him, and I'm like screaming, yeah. And then all of a sudden, because it's looping and shit like that, I blacked out. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. <laughs> it was awful. It would have been funny to see like somebody had a camera. But going back to the roller coasters, probably not the best idea to have a a phone on you, I guess, if you're on a roller coaster. But who's going to trust to leave your cell phone somewhere? And and who's going to remember to turn off that feature before they get on a ride? So if you can put it in airplane mode or whatever to shut off that feature, nobody's going to remember to do that. So... Really, it sounds like the problem lies within the operator more than the actual phone itself. I don't think that iPhone needs to do anything other than make it easier and more obvious of how to turn off that feature and turn it off, turn it on, all that stuff. That's it. That's the only thing that that they should do. But otherwise, I I feel like this is more of an issue with the operator. So... People that are calling for iPhone to fix this issue, I don't think it's really that big of an issue. What is an issue is back in like 2018, this guy got arrested for uh, smuggling pythons in his pants. And it's it's an old story, but he's finally now been charged with it. So it's kind of making the rounds. And at first I wasn't going to do the story, but uh, it is kind of funny when you think about it. If you're the TSA person, because I, I think it was through, he was trying to go on a plane or something. He was at a border somewhere. And could you imagine being the officer that, that's like, there is something up with that guy's pants. <laughs> Either is packing a major hog that has a mind of its own, or he's got a python in his pants. And how would you like to be that person that's searching him and you hate snakes? It's not like Chad Brown, who loves snakes, uh, who's been on this podcast, and I suggest you go back and listen to his episode. I want to say it's like episode 23. Fucking amazing interview. Great episode. But anyway, most likely it's going to be somebody like me that is just like, oh, shit, I, I hate patting people down anyway. Then I'm patting them down and be like, he either has a massive dick or, oh, my God, it's moving. Is his dick moving? No, it bit me. His dick bit me. <laughs> You're like some somebody coming back from lunch. Did he just say somebody's dick bit him? Or did somebody bite a dick? No, nope. You heard him right the first time. Uh, a dick bit him. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. Did he get into the cocaine? <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Ed Chapman of the UK tried finding a girlfriend via dating apps. That's the new thing now, is dating apps. I can't imagine just trying to find love via dating apps, but that's what people have to do nowadays. By the way, he's never been on a date in his life, and he's 23 years old. This is what Chapman said. I reached an age where I thought I at least should have been on one date before, but I've been single for all of my 23 years, and I'm ready to find someone, hopefully, and be in a relationship with them. I had tried some dating apps, but it didn't go well for me at all. So I decided I needed to try something different 
and thought having my own billboard would be a good way of meeting people. <laughs> no, it's not. It's this skinny, nerdy looking dude with like a suit on and red flowers. They don't even look real. And, and it says, date me. And he has his email address so you can you can find him. First of all, I have a feeling this guy is going to be lonely for a while. And he's going to end up with a restraining order placed against him at some point. Because the only thing I can think of is his profile when he because I guess he he interacts and has chats with people online on these dating apps, but then nothing happens like he they don't go any further. So he must be coming off like a fucking serial killer. Don't you think? Because how can you be 23 on all these apps and not go on one fucking date? Really? Listen, I suck at talking to people. And, and the fact that I'm married is, is a blessing because <laughs> I don't know how it happened. I don't know how I ended up talking to my wife and whatever. But I, I would be awful out there because I just I can't do it. But that being said, I'd go on at least a date. Jesus, how shitty is his game or how fucking disturbing and creepy is this guy? Ladies or anybody that uses these dating apps. I'm sure you've run into these type of guys before where you're like, no, no, he said something or his pictures just sending off a bad vibe. And you're just like, nope, got to swipe him away because, you know, he's a he's a potential Ted Bundy or Jeffrey Dahmer or somebody like that. Yeah, it's creative. Oh, yeah. Date me. Here's a giant billboard. It just seems a little too desperate. And it seems a little creepy. If he ends up being on Dateline NBC, I'm not going to be surprised. He couldn't get a date. So he decided to think outside the box. He ordered a giant billboard saying, date me. Fast forward five years, he's in prison. For what? Stalking and attempted murder. <laughs> like what? Yeah, that's great. Seems like a good guy. Go ahead, email him. God, fucking creeper. Creeper. Guarantee you, we find out he's a creeper. Anyway, you got more headlines coming your way. But first, root for safeties this season with your friends over at Superbook Sports. If you bet with Superbook this football season, they're going to give you a $50 bonus if a safety is scored on a Sunday. Whether it's a punter running out of the end zone Maybe you get a QB sack in the end zone. Whatever it is, root for chaos and root for two. Download the Superbook Colorado app right now and start rooting for two with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Just like that, football season is here. Don't fight traffic and pay 40 bucks to park in the stadium. Get it in gear, you tree hunter! We have every game, every weekend on our 70 big screens. It's the Blake Street Tavern. Denver watches football. This is a really cool story in a sense. It starts off a little sad, but it ends up being kind of cool. In September of 1986, this is the sad part, two brothers were killed in a fire at an apartment in southwest Chicago. 
Two siblings managed to escape the fire and told the authorities that they believed the fire had been started by a neighbor in retaliation for the death of her brother, allegedly at the hands of a street gang known as the Latin Kings. Basically, what ends up happening is three boys were arrested, and when you go through it, it's just, it's a nightmare. Basically, the police had their eyes on these three guys, and no matter what, they were going to get convicted. And one problem with one of the guys named Galvin, in his statement, which would eventually help to get his conviction overturned, was that he claimed that he had lit a, uh, what is that, Molotov cocktail with a cigarette. So years later, Galvin, who's now 39, he was watching a rerun of an episode of Mythbusters from his prison cell. And he saw them prove that what he allegedly did by lighting a Molotov cocktail with a cigarette is basically impossible. The show was testing like the Hollywood myths, you know, the shit you see in movies, and including throwing a cigarette into a pool of gasoline and would it ignite it? Because you always see that in movies all the time. They concluded after several desperate attempts to light the fire with a cigarette, even rolling it around in there, that it was a myth. And he brought that to the attention of his lawyers. Long and short of it, he's being released. How fucking cool. So that's really neat. And it does kind of give you a, some insight of most of the shit you see in movies is bullshit. And it's, it's interesting now with two young kids, a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old, there's times where they'll, they'll be watching something and they'll be like, well, you can just fly somewhere this fast. And it's like, that. It, no, it takes a lot longer to do something like that. There, there's just a lot of BS that you have to sift through. And you, sometimes I forget about it until you have your kids asking questions and you're like, well, no, that couldn't happen. <laughs> no, you can't do that. Basically, everything that you watch on TV, kids, is a lie. We're lying to you nonstop. <laughs> Don't even get me started on the holidays. Raiders receiver Devontae Adams shoved a cameraman after the Raiders lost to the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. So basically what happens is Adams is, is jogging off the field, going into the tunnel to go to the locker room, and the camera guy for whatever reason, is right in his pathway. And instead of Adams like slowing down and kind of just holding the guy so he doesn't run him over, Adams just literally just two, two hands to the dude's chest and fucking launches him. And as of right now, I don't believe the guy's hurt or anything like that. But it was a very big dick move. Dick move. Now, that being said, after the game, the first thing that Adams did when at, when he was surrounded by the media scrum is he addressed what he did after the game. And before, before I answer anything else, I want to apologize to the guy. Some, some guy running off the field, and he ran. Uh, I jumped in front of me. We were coming off the field, and I bumped into him and kind of pushed him, and that thing ended up on the ground. So I want to say sorry to him for that because that was just frustration mixed with him running and, and literally just running in front of me. And that was, shouldn't, shouldn't have responded that way, but that's, that's how I initially responded. So I'm going to apologize to him for that. Now, at least he apologized, although he did kind of, some people are mad about this, but I agree with uh, Devontae Adams. Just, like the guy shouldn't have been running out there like that. Shouldn't have been doing that because, you know, he's, he, it's obvious when you watch the video 
that Adams is jogging down the way and why would you cut right in front of where he's going? That doesn't make sense. So while Adams shouldn't have shoved the dude, the the dude shouldn't have been fucking running across. I mean, that's that's on that guy. I mean, you just gotta know. Those guys are huge. I I feel like ultimately it's a 50-50 issue. Adams shouldn't have shoved the guy, but the camera guy should not have ran across. I'm trying to remember if I've ever seen anything like that. The only thing that happened to me once is when I first was able to go cover Denver Broncos training camp, the first year I was out there, they allowed the media members to go in between the fields. So we were on the fields for certain times we were allowed to do that. So part of the team was on your, your left side. The other part of the team was on your right side. Then you got the kickers over somewhere else, just, you know, talking. (laughs) But anyway, so I'm in between the two fields and it was really awkward because it didn't make sense why they did that. And I'm glad like the next year they got rid of the, the ability to do this. But what happened is I'm sitting there and I'm kind of going, looking at both fields, going back and forth. Next thing I know, I get John Lynch, who's trying to go somewhere. And, and it is had to have been annoying for the players. But I get a, like a shoulder, <laughs> John Lynch's shoulder pad right in my face. And I'll tell you this, John Lynch is one of the nicest dudes. And I'm so happy that he's having such success with the San Francisco 49ers. I remember... Before he announced this, he was a regular guest on, I think it was the morning show at the time. And we would get him on because he was a commentator for Fox Sports, but we'd get him on because obviously he had Bronco ties and stuff like that. So we'd get him on. And I remember talking to John before we got him on the show, and he apologized for not coming on, like, say, the previous day or something like that. And he's like, hey, Scott. Between you and I, uh, the reason why is I, I've, I've been working on getting my degree so I can move beyond the booth and, and do things, you know, at, as a, you know, whatever he said, like administrative level with a, with a team or something like that. So I'm like, oh, my God, John Lynch uh, and I are best friends. <laughs> no, but it was cool because he's just like, don't tell anybody, but I'm going to college. I'm finishing my degree so I can continue to achieve success. And it was really neat. It was really neat. I didn't tell anybody. Did not tell anybody. And then he announced it on the, on the air when he got his diploma and all that stuff. And I'm like, I already knew that like two, three months ago. So fuck off, everybody. We're best friends. If I had hair, he'd be doing my hair right now. Oh, John, look what you've accomplished. You're welcome. I'm your rock. But anyway, John Lynch, good good dude. Long long way to say he's a good dude. But yeah, pretty neat. And it's very exciting for him to see what he's accomplished. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Share it with your friends. If you can, please, please give it a nice review. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado, Blake Street Tavern. They're off of 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. And of course, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton. It's to Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.